The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. 
So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Joining you to talk about another component of the draft. And we talked about this a little bit on draft night, but a guy joining me with some interesting statistics, as he does weekly during the, during the season, and that's Dan Rees, my partner on By the Numbers. Dan, how are you doing? Doing great. How about you, Ken? No complaints at all. So uh, kind of set this up for us in terms of uh, large schools and how they dominated the draft this year. Yeah, so one of the kind of the topics that was discussed this year was how, um, you know, the limited number of college games played last year would impact the draft, uh, you know, the number of games that the, the people could watch or, and, you know, they didn't have the, the, um, the combine. So there were all sorts of factors uh, limiting the information about the prospects. And there was a lot of discussion that we had around whether that would help or hurt or kind of be neutral for the Ravens, uh, specifically as it related to uh, Eric DaCosta and his, um, you know, his past history of, of, uh, you know, showing his strength with small schools. Um, You know, so we kind of predicted that, uh, you know, along with many other people, you know, that um, that there would be a larger number of big schools um, throughout the draft. And, uh, you know, we had hoped that uh, the Ravens would be able to take advantage and and find some gems. So uh, I think, you know, looking back on that, some some things lined up and some things didn't with what we predicted. So, so I guess the first thing we look at is the dominance of the power five, not wholly unexpected, as you said, but the power five, of course, the ACC, the big 10, the big 12, the PAC 12 and the SEC. So by far the dominant colleges in college football and a couple of major independents you'd include with that as well. Right. Yeah. So in addition to those five conferences you named, I also included uh, Notre Dame and BYU, which are, you know, more more or less the the equivalent of those power five conferences. Mm -hmm. They're included in the um, uh, so I would include them in in the bucket that I'm going to call refer to as power five. Um, Just kind of wanted to step back a little bit to give some people some information about the number of teams in college, just for those that, you know, may not know all the details. Um, Division one college teams are split into two subdivisions called the FBS and FCS. Uh, There are 130 D1 FBS uh, teams. That's kind of like tier one Mm -hmm. and 127 FCS uh, teams. So, um, the, the power five um, make up 66 teams, which is is half of that uh, tier one FBS teams. So, okay. So the FBS teams, they're the bowl teams. The way I always remember that is yep. those are the teams who are playing for that championship bowl series at the end of the year. They're not, uh, I, I guess some of the small schools may have their own set of bowls down there, uh, but, but they also play a playoff system down there as well. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they can't, they're not eligible for bowls or just for the championship bowl. I'm not positive on, on that, but, um, but I know the FBS is, is the bowl subdivision and then that goes towards the, um, 
you know, the larger national championship. Okay. Um, the second tier that we looked at was, was called is generally called, is often called the group of five. Uh, that's kind of made up of the five other conferences in the FBS. That's the American conference USA mid Atlantic called the Mac uh, mountain West and the Sun Belt. Uh, so that makes up 59 teams. So that's going to be uh, referred throughout the podcast as the group of five. So between those two, we got up, we were up to 125, if I've been counting correctly, right? And then there yep. are five, five major independent schools that are kind of in the rank of at least one of these two. Yeah. So there's, there's five, well, there's Notre Dame and BYU that are independent, but but big. So we included mm -hmm. those in the power five. And then there are five others that are, are independent and small. <laughs> so, so I've lumped them in into the other category that, um, that includes, um, FCS and also division two. Those five small ones are Yukon, UMass, army, Liberty, and New Mexico state. Mm -hmm. So we've got three groups, um, the power five, which is half of the tier one, uh, group of five, which is basically the other half of the tier one. Um, and then the other, which is some leftover or some pieces of tier one, all of tier two and all of division two teams. And there's, there's no reason why a group of five team cannot compete in the national championship series. They're not excluded from that, but it's, you can often go undefeated in one of those conferences. I think Cincinnati might've been close this year, but a, a team from there still may not qualify for one of the big, big bowls. Yeah. You know, it's just the level of competition. You're often playing within a lot of games within your conference. Um, and they may not have the average, you know, the average team in that conference just is likely not as good. So with the equation that sets the big bowls and the capital championship and large bowls, um, it's just, they have a difficult time rising in the ranks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so let's talk about the 2021 the draft then in particular, and and maybe compare it to some past drafts. Yeah, so I took a look at um, the 2021 and then the five years prior, so 2016 through 2020. Um, in in the five years prior, the Power Five made up 75 percent of the draft picks, and the Group of Five made up 17 percent of the draft picks, leaving 8% uh, from the other uh, category. When you compare that to 2021, it was 83% power five. Uh, so an increase from 75 to 83. Mm -hmm. And then group of five went down from 17% to 13%, um, about a 25% drop. Mm -hmm. And then the other group went down from 8% to 4%. So cut it in half. So a significant drop, um, well, 4% drop for both the group of five and the other, but as a percentage, that's, you know, a much more significant, um, drop for the other group. So uh, go ahead. Half of their draft picks went yeah. away, obviously. Now, there is a difference between those two because the group of five, by and large, played their seasons. Now, they had canceled games. There were a lot of games lost to, to COVID, but, uh, but the group of five largely got their seasons in. Um, the other conferences, the, the, the uh, FCS teams, 
let me make sure I have that correct. Yes, the FCS teams, um, they largely played a very short schedule, often zero, one or two games in the fall, came back and maybe played some games in the spring to finish up. And then, of course, the draftees weren't, weren't playing in the spring. Right, exactly. Yeah, it kind of lines up with kind of what we were expecting. Uh, some decrease in group of five due to the limited games and a significant group or decrease for the other the other teams. So, yeah, so it's I, I'm I see that only one in 25 picks this year was from the other conferences. I would have really thought that DaCosta would have taken advantage of that for the Ravens in particular and found the value among those overlooked guys who didn't play largely um, in the in the fall uh, and find some guys that were of real value. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because, um, you know, we had talked about that uh, pre, pre-draft and during the draft. But when I look back at it, um, it, it actually ends up that since DaCosta took over the GM in 2019, he actually hasn't drafted a single person from the other group. Um, you know, he, he's had 26 draft picks. 23 were from the power five and three were from the group of five. So that's over 88% from the power five. So that's, you know, that's significant compared to the 75% and the 83% we are seeing across the NFL. So, you know, very heavy on the power five uh, since DaCosta. Okay, so the complaint about Ozzy always was always took an Alabama guy and took plenty of other major conference guys, too. If we look back at the 2018 draft, which was Ozzy's last, of course, and was an absolutely marvelous draft top to bottom with nine guys now with starting roles in the NFL around the league. It's just incredible out of 12 picks. The last two picks of that draft. I always referred to as not the last two picks of the Aussie era, but the first two picks of the DaCosta era, because both of them were small school picks. Gregory Sanat in the sixth round out of Wagner, and in the seventh round, Zach Sealer out of Ferris State, I believe. I always want to call it Bueller State, but it's, I know it's not that. <laughs> yep, it's Ferris State. Yep. Yeah. So- Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a Scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch. Now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, even though he has not seen fit to pick a small school guy in the 26 picks since, I, I think the conventional wisdom is that he had an awful big hand in picking small schools picks during Ozzy's tenure that included Brandon Williams and Ladarius Webb and Matthew Judon as, as big names out of that group. Right. And I'm not, you know, and, and by no means am I suggesting that, you know, he is no longer looking at the small schools or anything like that. Um, it was just an interesting uh, 
piece of you know anecdotal piece of information that I saw. You know, I, three years is a very small um, yes small sample size uh, to make any sort of statement about his draft style, um, especially when one year like to this year everyone was significantly impacted uh, in their search for the other teams. Um, maybe just no one piqued his interest. Um, so, you know, I think uh, you just have to be careful with what you read into that information. Um, but it just was interesting to see that, uh, that he hasn't drafted anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that you could, you, you think about then what I looked at next was, um, well, maybe he's kind of saving them in his back pocket a little bit and looking at the UDFAs and he has, um, he has draft or he has signed a number of players from the other group, uh, as UDFAs in 2021, three out of the nine projected to be signed, uh, UDFAs are, are from the other groups. Um, 2020, seven out of the 21 and 2019, seven out of the 19. So at least 33% of the UDFA every year for the last three years. So, um, I'm not sure what the NFL wide average average is. Um, but that's a pretty significant number. So, yeah, that's, that's a big chunk. And, and it's a, it's a great point you make because the Ravens were extremely short on slots for UDFAs at all. You made that during the draft. I remember. And, and one, I think it was, you were, who were making the point that they'd probably be better off resetting some value into 2022, just because having a draft pick in 2022 would take a little bit of relief off that UDFA burden and the, and the small number of slots they had. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be a tight roster this year for sure. And, um, you know, they only had so many spots. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that they signed three people from, uh, the other schools in 2021 as UDFAs, uh, that's, that's pretty significant. Um, especially considering that they didn't have necessarily as much tape on them. So, yeah, well, it's it's uh, certainly I would think it's very significant that they took three small school risks, uh, given that. Uh, let's talk about the other draft picks this year. So the guys who did go from small schools, all some pretty big names. Trey Lance overall at number three overall and his left tackle as well went when in the second round, the third round. Uh, let's see. Uh, he went in the second round, Dylan Redunce. Yep. Uh, so those were the first two taken. Um, just as a kind of reminder, this year there were only, um, it was only 8%, uh, which, let's see, that is uh, 10 players. So um, 20% of them from North Dakota State University. <laughs> yep. Uh, and um, then you've got the third pick was, or the third earliest was Spencer Brown from UNI, UNI. then uh, Quinn Miners from a real small school, Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, did did Miners go right after? So it was Brown went right before the Ravens drafted Cleveland at number 94. So it was 93, 94, I believe, for those two guys. And then Miners, was he 95 or, or somewhere? It was, 90, it was 98. Yeah, 98 okay. to Denver. Um, and then the next player was uh, Ellerson Smith, mm-hmm. also f- from UNI. So 
two out of the first five were from North Dakota State, and then two out of the first five were from UNI. So even though, you know, it, it was a select couple of schools that uh, from the small school or from the other group that were being uh, selected from. Then we've got uh, Robert Rochelle, uh, a defensive back out of Central Arkansas mm-hmm. in the uh, in the fourth. That, that's a team that actually played North Dakota State in their only game. I don't know if Central Arkansas oh, had another okay. player involved, but it's kind of funny to watch that game because I really wanted to watch some tape of of Redons in particular because I thought the Ravens might be in on on Redons. But uh, he's it's very hard to judge him in terms of the competition. But Central Arkansas was probably about the best opponent they could have had. They were they were also a very good team, and uh, and they played him in the one game in the Fargo Dome. I don't even know <laughs> Fargo had a dome, but they they do. It's mostly for monster truck poles and whatnot, but, uh, but there you go. There. <laughs> yeah. After that, uh, we, we get into some other names that I wasn't familiar with, uh, Zach Davidson, a tight end out of central Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then we drop all the way down uh, and that was the fifth round. And then we drop all the way down to the seventh round where there were three of them. Uh, we got, um, Mike Strachan from Charleston, West Virginia, uh, Larnell Coleman, from UMass and Chris and Garrett from Concordia, St. Paul. You know, so three in the seventh round, that's really kind of what brought, um, brought the percentage up. It would have been even further from what we had seen before. If you just look at the seventh round, um, the other schools represented 10% of round seven compared to a normal 12%. Um, and versus round one to six, in, in 2021, it was 3% compared to the 8%. So, you know, it, it drops all the way from 8 to 3% for rounds 1 to 6. So, got to round 7 and teams were probably taking a little bit more of a flyer. So, right. And that's an interesting thing, you know, when you compare that to what the Ravens did in their draft, because they accumulated an extra fifth round pick, gave up their sixth round pick as part of that trade that reset value into 2021. And it uh, that was an interesting move by them because I thought if there's ever a year where a seventh round pick might have value, maybe it's more this year when when you know you get the guy you like from a small school without having to go through that BS uh, UDFA process and mm-hmm. let somebody outbid you for him with your limited dollars you have available in that pool, um, you can actually get him. And the Ravens ended up using that fifth round pick on Ben Mason, who I, I'm not going to say that the pick is terrible in terms of if you want to try and replace Patrick Ricard a year from now, I just don't know how structurally the Ravens are going to be able to do it because Ben Mason, I don't see a spot for him on the roster this year, which means they'll have to try and sneak him by on the practice squad, which probably means they could have signed him as <laughs> UDFA to start for with. So I, I come yeah. back through this and I have a hard time understanding the economy of that pick as opposed to, um, you know, maybe, maybe trading it again and seeing if you get a, a, a fifth next year for a fifth this year, which is by the way, not the normal way that trading would be done. Right. You know, I, it was an interesting pick. We'll see what it shakes out with and what he's able to do with the team. I think it's going to be a real tight squeeze with tight ends and fullbacks and all, all that uh, mix there. So, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like you had said, you know, sometimes injuries solve that problem with the roster yeah. crunch. I hope that's not the case this year, but, um, but you never know. So 
they liked him, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's something to look at. Or to, yeah, you know, all the soft stuff. tissue injuries you tend to get, particularly with wide receivers. I think we're going to, we're going to have it figured out for us who yeah. uh, the wide receiver group uh, uh, shakes out. And I hope the OTAs, you know, they just announced the schedule for that today, but I hope the, um, those provide the players a little more structure in terms of how they practice and trying to avoid injury during the off season and, and whatnot. Um, obviously last year there are problems with that, but they had the crutch of the um, three week disabled list. Mm-hmm. Plus, wrong term In- injury IR. IR yep yeah. injury reserve yep but they don't have that this year so now it's going to be a, a new uh way of having to figure out you know again who do you try and sneak through on ir for a year if you have to do that and uh hopefully the ravens uh, know what they're doing and can get that figured out and manage their roster yeah definitely it's going to be uh ho- hopefully gets gets back to more normal preseason this year and, s- and get to watch some of the young guys play and um <laughs> and and see how it all shakes out but uh, I always love doing these analytic topics yep. with you, Dan. Anytime you've got new material, and this is great stuff, uh, love to have you on. Uh, other folks out there, if you uh, have your own idea for an episode, please contact me via Twitter in particular. We're into that sweet spot in the year where I'd love to have you on. Lots of free time to do episodes on analytics, what you think about some specific thing. Try and make the topic specific. Try and give me about three bullet points about what you want to talk about, and we'll be happy to do it. Uh, Dan, thanks again for joining us today. My pleasure. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.